Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, uh, you actually end, then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hi there, welcome to session 118 of Selling the Couch. Hope this podcast finds you doing awesomely well. It is spring here in Philly. This has to be one of my most favorite seasons. Actually, this is my favorite season of the year. Besides the slight allergies, I love everything blooming and just, I don't know, I love this weather. I love manageable temperatures, which I did not have when I lived in Texas during this time of the year. But uh, wherever you are, I hope that today's podcast has you doing really well. So today's podcast conversation is a topic that I know that many of us are interested in, which is how to create an e-course, how do you, what goes into it. Um, an e-course is just a great way to to expand your authority, to expand your reach, and also to create additional income streams for your private practice. And my guest today is Melissa Thompson. Melissa is actually up in New York City, and she and three colleagues created a blog and a course to serve moms. And their blog is at honestmamas.com. And today, we're going to talk all about what it takes to build an e-course and all of the things that go into it. So more specifically, we're going to learn things like, how did Melissa go about validating the idea for her e-course? And uh, for their e-course, what are some of the, the ways that they tested this? How did they figure out that fine balance between creating an e-course to truly serve versus also realizing they're running a business? And then we go into the nitty gritty, all of the tools, the tips, the lessons learned, the mistakes made, all of the things when it comes to course creation for Melissa. So we will get right to it. But before we do, I just wanted to take a moment to thank today's podcast sponsor, which is Brighter Vision. Brighter Vision is this company whose sole goal is to create beautiful websites for therapists. And you can learn more about their services at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Brighter Vision. And that gives you the first month absolutely free. So we'll get right to it. So here's my conversation with Melissa Thompson from honestmamas.com and embracingjoy.com. Hi, Melissa. Welcome to Selling the Couch. Thank you so much for having me. 
I'm excited for today's conversation because I think one, we were talking about this before, but like, I love hearing from folks that are just thinking way outside the box in terms of what we can do as clinicians. Absolutely. So you guys created an e-course to serve moms, and I wanted to just talk about the process of creating this and, and what went into it and all of those things. How does that sound? That sounds awesome. So let's just start at, you know, at the top. Like, what made you guys want to create an e-course? Well, it was, you know, the founders of Honest Mamas, it's myself, and then two colleagues who are also really good friends. We're all therapists. And we all sort of got married at the same time and had children at the same time. And even if we weren't geographically close to each other, we would call each other and say, oh my God, are you experiencing this? This is what happened. I'm a therapist. I've done a lot of work on myself. But man, having children is definitely a new level of challenge and learning and also some wonderful things thrown in that. But we would just call each other and really ask for support. And what we realized along the journey is that you know, women are so prepared for the physical aspect of giving birth. We take lamas or breathing classes or mindfulness or different ways to go through the birth experience. And we found in our experiences and then talking to other moms that there was really a lack of the spiritual side or the emotional side, the well-being of the mom. And so much is changing during that time. And no one was talking about it. That's uh, awesome because I feel like this is a theme that's come up in the past couple of episodes where you guys just didn't say, hey, we're going to create an e-course, right? It's that you actually took the time to listen, right, and really hear what the struggles were, and then you try to find a solution to address that. Absolutely. And I think because we have all been through the experience ourselves, we became so passionate about talking about it and bringing this out of the shadows and bringing it to the light. And we thought, what is a good way to reach a bunch of moms that are busy and potentially very overwhelmed and having a lot of feelings come up? And we thought, why not through a business that really kind of caters to them so they can hop on, read an article, join a Facebook group, take an e-course, you know, it sort of caters to what a mom can do, these short little snippets, whether it's a mindfulness meditation for a couple minutes or, you know, doing a little worksheet that doesn't take a lot of time, but that makes a lot of impact. Uh, you just said it so well. And I just said, I just think it's just beautiful. How you said it, you focused uh, not on income, right? But you've actually focused on impact and a deeper why. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, even in creating this course, the three of us spent about two years plus coming up with the material. And partly that was due to some changes. Some of us moved or had another child or things like that life that got in the way. But primarily, we were really deepening and kind of walking the walk and talking the talk. So, you know, we were really going through the material and cultivating and creating this e-course based on what we so desperately wanted and what we heard other moms wanting. So it took time. So just like a rough idea, like, so when you, the three of you guys would meet and you would have, you know, talk about what you guys went through as moms, like, what do these meetings look like? Were they just kind of spontaneous in terms of like coming up for, with ideas? <laughs> well, I think it's, you know, it's so multidimensional when you're creating an e-course because there are so many of like the technical aspects, mm -hmm. you know, which kind of come towards the end of the process of like, how are we actually going to manifest the creation and the material that we've done into actually translating that to how 
people can view it and how they can download it and how they can access it. But if we back up, you know, the content was really around specifically the journey of motherhood. So, you know, that we sort of narrowed it down to a few topics that felt really applicable because there's so many things you can talk about and we could talk about life with older children and we could talk, you know, we could include men's issues into this, but we really tried to tailor it to what it was that we wanted to focus our niche on. And that was really helpful. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, I think it's Pat Flynn that says this idea of the riches are in the niches, right? And I think sometimes we can be driven by this idea of like, I just need to create something and let me just go as broad as possible so that it I can get the most folks that might be interested. Right. And that's kind of not, you know, we really basically took it down to a very basic level. What was our experience? What did we miss out on? What did we long for? And what do we hear other moms longing for in the journey to become a mother? What were they looking for? Those are actually just such great questions. I feel like for any, like, as you're building any course, right? Like, absolutely. You know, even looking at existing courses out there, like what's missing? What would you add? Like, what are stuff things like just, yeah, such a good exercise. <laughs> it is. And you're right. It can apply to so many different areas, whatever e-course you're creating for sure. So, you know, one of the things I think I struggle with is I know that a lot of folks in our field really struggle with this, which is not even just with an e-course, but really with any kind of service. How do you find that balance between focusing on this why, right? This deeper sort of purpose and why you guys are doing Honest Mamas versus realizing that at the end of the day, it's also a business, right? Like it's not a either or kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Well, I think also being trained as a, a therapist, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist with a private practice in New York. And I think that that comes up so much around the healing profession and the field that you really do have to hold both. And you can hold both. You don't have to just give away all your knowledge for free because then you start to feel, oh, it's taking away time from my family and from my life. I'm not really feeling resourced anymore. And it's almost like an energetic exchange. And that's the way that I really try to look at it is that, you know, if you're doing something that you're passionate about and if you're talking about things that really matter to you and that you know matter to other people, the money will follow. Mm. You know, I heard this. I'm going to probably butcher this, but... In terms of like thinking about paid versus free content, right? Um, I heard this one time that your free content should focus on the what and the why, and your paid content should focus on the how to do mm, something. I like that. Right. And I think for a long time, I was just like, oh, I'm going to just write stuff out. And, and <laughs> I do like, I mean, even on the blog, I'll give away how stuff just because, you know, I feel like, but you know, I feel like it's just something I want to do. But I think in general, I like that framework you know, of and, thinking about it. And I think it's a good point you bring up too, Melvin, is that we also came at this e-course with a website that does give away a lot of free content. You know, we didn't want everybody to have to pay for every little thing. And I think, you know, as you've done in your business, I think it does create trust. People do get to know you. People do get to trust the content that you're putting out there. And so they are more willing to invest in an e-course if they start to learn who we are as a business, who we are as a brand, who we are as moms and people in the world. I think it definitely helps. And that's the model that we've sort of come through this lens of is sort of, yeah, giving moms information that they need. And here's an e-course if and when you're interested for that. Yeah, it comes from a like, it's this idea of like, give, 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 and then at some point ask. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I don't know. It seems like such a basic thing, but I think for many of us, when we start small businesses, right, the intent is to create income, right? So we can get freedom. And sometimes the natural bent is, okay, how am I going to create income? How am I going to ask for a transaction instead of like, how am I going to come from a place of service and letting that serve, letting the income be a byproduct of that service? Absolutely. So let's dig really deep into building the course. And as I mentioned, like I've built my own e-course. So I'm, I want this more to be like a discussion around like just the practical stuff, right? So Mm -hmm. how did you go about like, so you guys had these ideas about, you know, what it was like for each of you as moms, right? Yes. Uh, But how did you validate this on like a kind of a larger scale, right? Just because, I mean, it's probably a good, it's probably good, like, since like the three of you had some common experiences, but it's good to also have it validated. So how did you guys do that? Well, I think in our work, also what we do, we're seeing clients, we're working with moms all the time. So I, it, not only was it our experience, but it was also our colleagues experience. It was friends experience. It was our community experience. And then it was also our clients experience. So that also felt very validating. So what we did is we created the course and then it becomes, so you know that people are talking about this. I think the struggles of motherhood are becoming more into the light out of the shadows in our culture, generally speaking, than they were a couple years ago. So that also is helpful that more people are getting more comfortable talking about the challenges. And so then there's like not as much of a stigma, you're saying? Exactly, exactly. And then once, you know, if you want to talk about the technical aspect, once we created the e-course, we put it out to a few people that we knew and that we trusted that would sort of be our beta testers that could give us feedback and say, this was really easy. This was a little challenging. I didn't like how this looked or sounded or this didn't work for me. And that we could really iron out the glitches and also get a sense of like, are we missing anything? Is there something more you wished you had read or seen or heard about? Um, And we got a lot of information that way. No, I love the way you guys do that because, you know, that's something that I did with my course as well. Although I think mine was, it sounds like you guys were a lot more intentional with it. Mine was a little more accidental. But, (laughs) (laughs) But the taking the time, like, I think this is something that I just, I see a lot of times in our field, which is that we get passionate about a topic and then we're like, I want to create an e-course, but just because we have the passion for it doesn't mean there's necessarily demand, right? And Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that I see a lot in our field is many folks spend a lot of time and income into like creating this beautiful course, but it actually hasn't been validated, Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I think that's, I feel like this is also what you're saying too, a little bit is that, you know, when you're working, the three of us obviously have, one's got a different opinion. Everyone's got sometimes a different mind. Sometimes we all agree, which is fantastic. But you also have to realize that the information needs to get out there. And we felt that we had worked, you know, we really had put our heart and soul and taken time away from our families and our life and our businesses to really create this product that we felt very strongly about and passionately about. And it can always be better. It can always be more polished. You know, you can always throw more money at it and make it look better. But it got to a point where, you know, this is good enough. This is what we want to do. This is what we've spent a lot of time doing. We know there's a need for it. We need to get this information out. And so we feel really good about it. And I think that's the piece I want to say is that, you know, if you've been doing this a long time, 
at some point you have to make the decision, okay, I'm going to put it out there and see how it lands. Yeah, right. And that's the other end of it, which I think, again, probably in a not good way comes naturally to us because we're, many of us are such thinkers, right? We can uh, yes. tinker, tweak, you know, and kind of go over analyze. Yeah, right. <laughs> and sometimes it is like, and I think I've learned this with healthcasters, which is sometimes you just have to put it out there, realize that, you know, you're going to get feedback because there's stuff that you haven't thought about. But it's that it's the courage to put it out there and get that feedback. That's so key. That's huge. Absolutely huge. And the topic that we're talking about is that we're in, it's honest mamas. And so we, as the three co-founders, have to really talk the talk and walk the walk. We have to be honest. So there is a lot of vulnerability in putting this out, but it gets to a point where it's like, okay, as a group, we're ready. Let's do this. One of the things that I know we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but I love the whole product development process. Like I love to see it in stages, right? So I think one of the ways that I think about it, and it sounds like you guys do a very similar process is I almost see it in at least two stages, right? So that initial stage is trying to see if there's what I call product validation, which is, is there actually demand for a product like this, right? So you can do that, for example, by chatting with folks who might kind of fall into that demographic, right? Like you guys mm-hmm. did, like your friends and all of those things. Obviously, don't do it with clients, but... Right. <laughs> uh, and then the second part is like product refinement, which right, which is then taking that initial feedback, creating a sort of a rough sketch of the course, right? And then getting feedback from folks so that you can fill in the gaps. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I think like it sounds like you guys did the same thing. And I think that's just been such a game changer because the reality was there was stuff I just never thought about. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, I don't think you ever quite, when you're planning an e-course, you don't quite know how long it's going to take. It's sort of like building a house. It always takes a little more money and a little more time than you <laughs> planned. Right. <laughs> so that was sort of our experience too, is that, you know, you think you're at the end and you're just about to launch and then you're like, oh my goodness, why is this credit card payment not going through? We're trying to test it to make sure someone can buy it. And, oh, there's a glitch and we have to get that fixed before we can launch. And those little issues that kind of creep up and that, you know, we decided to farm that out, the technical piece. So it's a little bit more money, I think, too. So you just want to know that going into it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think this was really hard for me because my natural tendency is to try to, if I can't do something, I'm going to try to learn how to do it. And oh, I'm the same way, Melvin, the you, same way. And I think there's sometimes there is like definitely like wisdom in doing that, right? Especially if we think it's something that's highly scalable or if it's like a skill set that's going to help, that's going to be easily translate to other areas, right? Yes. Business. So I think that's good. But I think other times like, listen, Melvin, you don't need to be a graphic artist. You don't need <laughs> right. to be learning, how to, you know, just like hire somebody who does this for a job. <laughs> right. And can do it in their sleep and doesn't right. have to watch 15,000 videos on how to do it first. Right. <laughs> Sounds like you guys learned something very similar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's dive a little bit deeper into the course. And how did you guys actually go about? So you got, you validated it, then you kind of refined it by getting feedback from others. And then how did you guys actually like plan and structure the course itself? 
Well, because we wanted to talk about specifically the motherhood journey, we really broke it down into categories. And so we talk about the journey of getting pregnant, which includes, you know, infertility, miscarriages, surrogacy, you know, a whole host of things that come up around that, then around actually being pregnant, then around giving birth, and then the fourth trimester, which could include, you know, kind of newborn stage and then toddler years. So that's sort of how we narrowed our focus. And that was very helpful to sort of have a framework to kind of go off of. I love that. Like an entrepreneur that I follow, Stu McLaren, he calls something like this. He calls it the success path, right? Mm. Where, where is it that folks are starting and where do you want them to go? And then fill and then step by step create. So each of those little steps essentially become sections of your course. Absolutely. And when you ask the questions, kind of how would the meetings go, we would take each section and break it down and really talk about how do we want this to look? You know, do we want a couple worksheets? Do we want something for a mom to read? Do we want something audio? Do we want a meditation in there or a mindfulness practice? And sort of keeping a a theme throughout each section so that it becomes sort of dependable and reliable. People kind of know what they're going to get, but that each section has a little bit of those things that I need. Melissa, you said this really quick, but I think there's like such a pearl of wisdom in this, which is, and I made this mistake early, which is I just assumed that everybody consumes stuff through video. But Mm. the reality is like folks (laughs) learn in different ways. And folks like we were talking about this before we started this conversation, you said, you know, as you go, as you were going through healthcasters, like you're doing this a lot of times on your commute. Right? Yes. So what or I my pro- walk to the commute. Yeah. So what I probably need to do down the line is create some audio <laughs> transcriptions or something, you know, or some sort mm-hmm. of or transcribe that section of the course, right? Right. Because, because folks learn in different ways. I think that was such a I don't know. It was very eye opening for me, right? So some folks either they learn via video, some folks via audio. Some folks love like a, either a transcript or a summary of that mm-hmm. content. Mm-hmm. And some folks learn just through like graphics. And I think it's also important, Melvin, to think about what your audience is going to be doing mm-hmm. when they're, you know, doing this e-course. And yeah, in theory, we'd love to think of them and myself when I'm doing an e-course in a quiet room with a glass of water <laughs> and plenty of time in my hands and a computer in front of my eyes. And seeming moms and pregnant and new moms on this journey are our audience. That is not the reality. I'm, you know, listening to things. I'm catching five minutes here or there to do a little mindfulness meditation before I fall asleep. We really had to tailor it to really busy, you know, potentially scattered, maybe stressed moms. So it was really, that was our intention. That's such a different way of looking at it because I know that I make that assumption a lot of the time, like, but people, you know, if they're going to consume my course, they're going to be in a quiet room and, <laughs> you know, and be in the zone. But, right. but the reality is life is busy and we're trying to, you know, trying often trying to do multiple things at once. And I love that sort of context and trying to get an idea of where folks are consuming content. Absolutely. Because I do think like related to that, I think once we figure that out, then we get an idea of how the content should be delivered. Yes. And I think to your point, too, is that, you know, for us, we did not want it delivered in one way. We wanted delivered it, you know, to deliver the message in various ways so that whatever a person or mom had time for, they could easily. I mean, that's the thing. We wanted to make this easy. 
Yeah, and that's the thing, right? And I this sounds so simple, but actually, I, I feel like this is the hardest thing of creating an e-course because if we feel passionate about a topic, we likely have a wealth of knowledge about it, but we don't want the e-course to be a brain dump, right? Yes. We want it to be simple <laughs> and elegant with a quick you know, quick one to two things they can take away from that certain section where they can implement. That's such a good point too, Melvin. That's bringing up in the years of trying to develop the course. I think that is such a good point to bring up because so many people, you know, we've been in, my colleagues and I have been doing therapy for a very long time and there's certain common language that we speak that we don't necessarily want to assume that our e-course subscribers know about. So how do we kind of tune it down a little bit, but still make it relatable and digestible and intriguing for somebody to learn about. So how long did it take to create the C-course, you think? Oh, goodness. Well, we were <laughs> the thing is that we started out creating a pregnancy, a pre-pregnancy e-course, which we're still going to be launching. And from that, we sort of created a smaller, more digestible course, signature course. So overall, the content creation for one to two e-courses was about two years. And again, I, you know, we had life events happen in that. And there are also three of us, which, you know, it might be easier if you're doing it on your own or two people. The three of us, you know, we all bring some really unique, really good aspects to the creative process. And we also have to be able to hear each other and listen and sort of have votes of how we move forward. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so let's get down to like the nitty gritty. And I'm more than happy to share what I've learned as well. But like, what platforms, what tools did you use to actually create the C-Course? Because I know that folks are probably wondering... So interesting because I pretend that I'm a tech person. I'm intrigued by it. I love to learn things. Like you said earlier, if, if I can learn it as opposed to farming it out, I would do it. And what I realized as an entrepreneur myself and a mom to two small children is that I do not want to learn how to create an e-course, technically speaking, and to make it look pretty and make it downloadable and make people be able to purchase it. I, that just really overwhelmed me. I think I wouldn't have done an e-course if that was up to me. So luckily, we found this awesome woman who will do it all for you. And we really decided as a group, like this is something that none of us had the interest or expertise or time to do. So we farmed it out. So I know I can tell you from a, you know, kind of periphery experience that we used WordPress and an automated drip feed MailChimp a membership plugin called Groups, and then we use video and audio files and writable PDFs. And embarrassingly, I have to say that is directly from the woman who does <laughs> this stuff for us because she knows what she's doing. She's awesome. And it's just not in my wheelhouse. Yeah. So maybe what we can do is we can include the contact information for this woman if, if that thought of trying to do this on your own just overwhelms you. I'm sure she would love that. So does she end up like creating like slides and stuff for you guys? What all of it? She Oh, she created everything. Okay. I mean, we did do some video content, which we did hire somebody to shoot and to edit. And then we gave her that and she plugged it in. She handled our MailChimp stuff. She handled the glitches. She's really fantastic. She's based out in California. That's awesome. So yeah. I, I went the exact opposite way, which I DIY'd in my first course. <laughs> Melvin. <laughs> so I mean, I learned a ton. I feel like, you know, like I know a lot of stuff. So if it's helpful, I will actually just quickly share what I used if, if you want to go down that DIY path. So 
For the course content, I used Zippy courses. Um, there's also another option I'm looking at or considering right now called teachable.com. So that's kind of where the course would be housed. And then you'll need to record the actual course, right? So you can do a couple of things. One is you need a, a good quality mic. So the podcast might just use my podcasting mic, which is the Audio Technica ATR 2100. Uh, USB. And then likely for your course, what you're going to do is you're going to either have some sort of a recording where your face is being shown, or you're going to have like PowerPoint slides, or you're going to have some sort of a hybrid where your slides are being shown and then your face may be shown on the side. So to do all of that, what I would do is I used ScreenFlow. That's for Mac. If you're a Windows user, you can use a program called Camtasia, and that just records your screen for you. And then what you want to do is you want to use either Keynote or PowerPoint, depending on whether you're a Mac or a Windows user. And then we'll need actually, the last thing is we'll need to actually edit or um, ScreenFlow and Camtasia allow you to edit those videos as well in there. But you'll need to upload those videos so that they can be stored online, right? So you can either use, I use Vimeo, it's D-I-M-E-O, or you can use Wistia. Those are common ones. So a lot of really nerdy tech stuff. Sorry, guys, in advance. <laughs> No, but this is awesome information. If I was taking or listening to this podcast, I'd be jotting all of that down. Yes. No, I mean, I think um, it's definitely, I think, and I hope you guys hear this, like, it's a fun process. It definitely takes time. And I think that's probably one thing I learned is that I vastly underestimated how much time it was going to take. The same here, too. Yes. Well, so speaking of which, the last question I wanted to ask you was, like, what would you say are the top three lessons that you learned in creating the e-course? Well, I think, you know, in terms of doing your research and asking people and getting a sense in your community, in the world, is this a topic that would interest people? Would people buy it? Once you've done that, then my first point of advice would be to trust your knowledge and to believe that it's good enough and you've got something to share and that you should go for it. That's number one, because I definitely think that we can sit around second guessing and is this good enough? Will people buy it? Are you sure? Once we've done sort of the preliminary um, investigation of it all, then go for it. My second kind of piece would be really trying, you know, whether you're doing it alone or with more people is really try to schedule deadlines for yourself. Because when you're launching an e-course, unless you've got a deadline that's set for you, it can sort of go on and on and on and on and on. And so we found it was really helpful to schedule regular meetings. And I'm in New York. One of my colleagues is now in Canada and the other colleague is in Portland, Oregon. So if you don't think you can do it and if we have, you can do it. You know, between the time zones and managing kids and our own businesses, we found times to regularly meet each week. And I think that's another piece of keeping committed to your e-course and keeping it growing and flowing. And then the last piece is what I shared earlier is that just know that it may take a little bit more time. And if you're working on a budget, just make sure that you put in a little bit more money to cover some of the things that maybe you decide to farm out that you initially didn't think you would. I think that's important also. Yeah, such great tips. Uh, Melissa, thank you so much for uh, doing this. Grateful you guys created the course and uh, grateful that you guys came on to or you came on to talk about it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Um, what are some of the best ways that we can learn more about Honest Mamas and also about your private practice? 
Yeah. So Honest Mamas can be found at www.honestmamas, that's plural, M-A-M-A-S.com. And for me, my private practice in New York City, you can find me at www.embracingjoy.com. Awesome. Hey gang, hope you enjoyed my conversation with Melissa, and I hope that more than anything, it's given you some new inspiration, especially if you imagine that e-courses are in your future. As I mentioned at the intro, I think this whole e-course platform, actually I didn't mention this in the intro, but there's just so much opportunity there. And to both be able to leverage your influence as well as your income. But I think a lot of it is just being very strategic in terms of finding a, a topic that you know it's going to have buyers and all of those different things. So if I forgot to mention this, but one of the, uh, I actually did a long time ago, I did two podcast conversations, which I'll link to in the show notes at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number 118. But I did two podcast conversations, actually what it takes to build an e-course and some of the lessons that I learned with HealthCasters back in the day when I first launched HealthCasters. Maybe I'll have to do a, a new uh, episode on that as well, kind of lessons that I've learned. But, um, you know, just talking to Melissa, I think a couple of key things that really resonated for me is one, and I think this is true of just being in private practice too, right? But if you focus on a population or a niche that you feel passionate about, right, when it comes to building your e-course, then I think it's a lot more sustainable because the reality is building an e-course is just like in many ways, like building a private practice, it, it kind of has its ups and downs. There's a lot of stuff that a lot of our own insecurities, all of those things that come up. And I think if you focus on a greater why for the reason of creating that e-course, it makes such a big difference in the world. Two, I think the thing that resonated was I'm learning this lesson in life in general, which is if you're going to build something and you're planning for it, account Take whatever time that you anticipate this is going to take and multiply that by two or three times because inevitably stuff comes up and there's just stuff you can't account for and your mind is just going to be in a much better place if you account for that extra time that you may not have anticipated. As we wrap up, again, wanted to thank Perry and the team over at Brighter Vision for supporting today's podcast conversations. Again, Brighter Vision is this company that helps therapists build beautiful private practice websites. As you guys have heard um, in these conversations with private practitioners, when I do the hot couch round, I often ask like, what's the number one, like if you had $500 in a laptop, what's that number one step that you, you would do to build your private practice? And over and over, one of the things that comes up is create a website. And Brighter Vision is basically a company that does that for us, especially if the tech and all of that stuff feels overwhelming to you. Uh, you can learn more about their services at sellingthecouch.com forward slash brighter vision. And be sure to use that link because that link takes you to a page where you can get the first month absolutely free. That's just for, for our tribe. Again, show notes to today's episode can be found at sellingthecouch.com forward slash 118. I feel like this conversation is going to have just a lot of good discussion. Please join us over in the Selling the Couch community where we can continue the discussion on building e-courses and what's worked and all of those things. And you can find that at sellingthecouch.com forward slash community. If it takes a little while for us to approve you, please be patient. We're trying to go through as many as we can, but we get almost now over 
over a hundred requests typically in a week. So uh, we just want to make sure we're vetting and making sure folks that need to be in the community are there. So thank you. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business, just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.